good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to the American Age podcast. This is C. Travis Webb, editor of the American Age, and I'm speaking to you from Southern California. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening. I am Seth Rodney. I am an editor at Hyperallergic, uh, the Arch blog, and uh, on the adjunct faculty at Parsons, and I am fighting a cold, but I will be stalwart through this podcast, I promise you. (laughs) (laughs) I am Stephen G. Fullwood, and I'm the co-founder of the Nomadic Archivist Project, a consulting company that helps individuals and organizations help develop, think about, and support their archival sensibilities, specifically people dealing with materials um, produced by people of African descent or about people of African descent. And I'm coming to you from Harlem. I am not associated with any university and co- or college, but I seem to be in a lot of them these days. Mm, nice one. <laughs> um, and, and this is to remind our listeners that we practice a form of what we call intellectual intimacy, which is means giving each other the space and time to figure out things out loud with one another. Uh, so our, our previous series of podcasts were on pornography, and we, we talked about it from a variety of angles, and we transition today to talking about white supremacy. Um, and uh, obviously a huge topic, uh, as was pornography, uh, and coincidentally topical. I mean, I say coincidentally, it's always in, in, in the news. So, I mean, maybe not quite as front and center as the governor of Virginia wearing blackface. <laughs> Jesus uh, Christ. I don't know which one I was. Yeah. <laughs> was I in the KK outfit? Uh, was but I let me tell face? you this story about like dressing up like trying to be like Michael Jackson. Like yeah. this shit, motherfucker! Uh, I know. Uh, and then, and then he tried to minimize it by making it sound like he would like put the blackface on like it was a linebacker. He's like, <laughs> oh, just a little bit under the eye. Yeah, just a little so, bit under the eye. I was like, a little, a little bit paint. under the eye. Like what? <laughs> and his wife, bless her heart, had to stop him. <laughs> From attempt, like he looked around, like he was going to show people that he could still moonwalk. Like, dear God, I know, I know, I know. So, so I, I don't know that we'll talk specifically about the soon-to-be former governor of Virginia, because um, he will be. So he will be. He'll step. Down no, no, he he has to. He has to. Yeah. So, but uh, Seth has suggested, and we were all in agreement. We're kind of on the same page that we'd start. Uh, the series of podcasts by trying to wrangle the term a little bit because mm-hmm. um, obviously there's a, a variety of ways to define the term but so we'd, we'd like to maybe come to some understanding with one another about how we're using it uh, consensus or no consensus at least you know to to at least see where each of us is coming from so uh, Stephen or Seth uh, which one do you want to jump in Stephen shall I Seth yeah great yeah I'm, I'm yeah, totally, to- totally ready to do this so this is something I would never ask my students to do. In fact, I would warn my students off from doing. But I'm going to break <laughs> that rule myself today because I think it's a good place to start. Wikipedia. Uh, I looked okay. at white supremacy. Uh, I know okay. it's, it's, super, it's super basic. Like, I, I admit it. Um, I defend Wikipedia. I will defend Wikipedia. I think Wikipedia I is, is an absolute... I uh, I think it is a wonderful tool. I and I financially support That's them too. Vicious. One of the one and, of the few and fuck snobs that say again and say otherwise. Fair I enough. really feel strongly about it. Yeah, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, yeah. it's 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 actually the an, inter, an intellectual commons, right? Like it's where we yeah. actually go to Absolutely. to have that conversation yeah. with ourselves. 
Yeah, of course, you're not going to get the deepest read on any particular thing, but it is not a bad place to start. Okay, cool. I'm sorry. Anyway. So I'm not going to feel guilty about that anymore. (laughs) Good. So here's the deal, which is uh, really fascinating to me about what Wikipedia has to say about white supremacy. They say, and and I think that this is kind of a mistake, but Mm. let me get into the, 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 the weeds. They, um, on the site, uh, the entry on the white supremacy begins. White supremacy or white supremacism is the racist belief that white people are superior to people of other races and therefore should be dominant over them. White supremacy has roots in scientific racism and is often blah, 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 blah. Then further down, and this is, so first, yeah, there are three paragraphs. In the third paragraph, in academic usage, particularly in usage which draws on critical race theory or intersectionality, the term, quote-unquote, white supremacy can also refer to a political or socioeconomic system in which white people enjoy a structural advantage um, in, parentheses, privilege over other ethnic groups on both a collective and individual level. Now, that's a lovely uh, articulation. Um, Mm -hmm. But here's my problem. The first entry is the notion that it's a belief. Or rather, the first right. thing that's mm-hmm. said, right, is the notion mm-hmm. is further down. And this is has all kinds of um, uh, uh, codicils around it, right? Like it's it's couched mm-hmm. in a way to say that there is in academic usage, right, which I already object <laughs> to. It's not. It's not. It's not just in academic usage. It's it's, 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 in, right. it's for people who are clear eyed, who mm-hmm. can see that white supremacy. Absolutely is a political and a socioeconomic system. There's a systematic, mm-hmm. a systematized way in which, yes, in the US particularly, and maybe, maybe I should actually climb off my um, soapbox just a little bit and realize that maybe they're not talking about the US here. They may be being, be, whoever wrote this might, might be being more general, but at least in the US, there are clear structural advantages to being racially recognized as white. Not clear structural advantages and not just advantage advantages and it's not just in academic usage it's in it's again it's systematic so mm-hmm. that to me is indicative of a kind of a cognitive dissonance that we have in the US and that we mm-hmm. when when i think people most people start talking about race they start from this position of belief and I, I want to say this is silly. You don't. It's not. Mm-hmm. You don't ask people whether they believe. You shouldn't ask people whether they believe in climate change. You should ask them whether they understand it. You don't. Shouldn't mm-hmm. ask people whether they believe in racism. You should ask them whether they understand it. So that's where I want to start. Okay. Okay. Right. Travis. No, 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 no. Stephen, jump in. No, no. Actually, I'm still forming a thought about something that that. Um, Seth said that impacts what I what I want to say. So go right ahead. Okay, all right. So I, f- I feel like you I feel like you might be probing a little bit, but that's all right. So uh, so uh, I I mean I don't couldn't provide a more succinct uh, definition than the one that that Seth pulled from Wikipedia. I mean structural advantages for uh, uh, people that are considered white. Mm, um, right, mm-hmm. uh, and I. You know, I have a hard time uh, with the topic, which is why I suggested it, Um, Mm -hmm. because I think almost all of the discourse around it 
is is just wrong and, really and mm-hmm. and and broken um and mm-hmm. and, and you know I, I know we'll do different podcasts on different things but and you know i mean white people white people right mm. mm-hmm. was some was was a historical invention right 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 17th, 17th century mm-hmm. i i don't uh, and and I and I do absolutely believe that that there were uh, structural um, uh, that there were institutions in the West uh, that uh, perpetuated and uh, reinforced this mythology, uh, mm-hmm. and I think that those structures got exported to the United States and perfected in the United States. I mean, we. You know, uh, you know, just mm-hmm. just like you know, just like many things in U.S. history, we did it bigger and better, mm. right? Not 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 to <laughs> not 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 something to be proud of, mm. but I mean, we really yeah, uh, we did you, it. That's right. You were saying I mean, number we, one, <laughs> right, right, right? And and we and we accelerated it um, and expanded it um, and and wrecked ourselves with it. Mm. Um, yeah, and I. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know how we talk about white supremacy without talking about the belief, though, uh, and that is then the core belief that there is any such thing as white as white Ooh, people right, right. as black people right. as I mean, right. mm-hmm. that is a belief right. that is a mythology. Right. It is. It does mm-hmm. not correspond to the world right. there are no races right there i mean mm-hmm. in the scientific uh use of the term now now in historically you know i i also think the discourse around like you know race purely invented by the west that's just not true ethnos in in the greek has been translated as as race for a very long time mm-hmm. and the jews consider themselves an ethnos right. uh in mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. right. 6th century bce so uh, that's a little too early but uh, so uh, you know first century so it's it, it's not that we invented race right but we mm-hmm. gave it the sham scientific glamour mm-hmm. that it that it, mm-hmm. that it corresponds to biology and yeah, nice. any at all. So, like, I sometimes I feel when we talk about it, I feel like we're talking about dragons. Like, well, I think I think uh, fire breathing dragons could easily defeat electric breathing dragons. <laughs> you know, like I, like, like I just like it's just it's just not real right. and i think that right. i and and this is one of the reasons i wanted to 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 bring this up as a topic because you guys are are very much involved in sort of thinking through these things yeah if if you are on the side that is advocating for something like black lives matter or mm-hmm. uh for um sort of revivifying or re-edifying black culture mm-hmm. how how do you win that game when you mm-hmm. were already the 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 downside invention of a white supremacist structure, right. like it, I, if it's like the devil saying we should reign in heaven, like you have already allowed your oppressor to define your terms, mm-hmm. and and so and I I know that uh-huh. there are arguments on the other side. So I I want to I want to give Stephen a chance to to talk. So um, <laughs> that's a lot. That's a lot to chew uh, on. Like, I know. Yeah. 
Thank you, Travis. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> and I, I did have a sense that that's where you were going because we've talked about these things before mm. on the podcast. And so I'd say maybe about a month ago on my Instagram, mm. there's a woman by the name of Ty Shaw. Mm, okay. And Ty Shaw is this really wonderful woman. She's a sexologist. She lives in Atlanta. And she does all this wonderful stuff. And she's very um, smart. Mm. And so she used the term white misanthropy. Mm. And I said, you know, okay, so I contacted her and I said, so tell me what did you mean by that? Because she says, it's not white supremacy, it's white misanthropy. Now, I'm willing to drop mm. the white for you, Travis. <laughs> but the misanthropy No, no, for don't me do it for strong. me. Do it for oh, no, no, yourself. No, 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 no. I'm joking. And no. I'm going to keep it. <laughs> no, for me, it's a political thing. And so what she said, I thought was really interesting, was that it's a, um, you know, it's a dislike of humankind. Like hmm. I like what Toni Morrison kind of knits these things together by saying she was on Charlie Rose once and she said um, Charlie was asking her well how does it feel you know in terms of blackness and she says well that's the wrong question to ask how does it feel for you Uh. Um, and she says not not you as a you know you you Charlie but how does it feel like without this apparatus without this lie of race what do you have Uh. are you any good Mm. are you um, are you strong she says if you need to if someone else needs to be on their knees for you to feel good, absolutely. You know, you have a serious problem. And she says, and for me, white people have a serious problem, and they need to figure out what they are going to do about it. Leave me out of it. Mm. And I thought it was an interesting sort of taking of this idea and flipping it mm. because she goes, you know, we hear about this thing white, you know, whites um, um, oppressing blacks and how terrible it is. And she goes, I'm not a victim. I've never been a victim. So I always knew I had the higher moral ground over this because she knew that that was ridiculous. So I that I that warms my heart. That sounds exactly. I mean, I, I'm one hundred percent behind that argument. So, but when we when we throw out terms like white people, mm-hmm. right, and and what that means in that category, who mm-hmm. are white people? Is Clarence Thomas a white person? Yes. Goddamn right he is. <laughs> so if we're talking about beliefs, that's a good point, am, Travis. This is what you're getting at. No, that's yeah, right. Am I, am I a white person? No. Because I'm I, radical than than most c- colored folks walking around the planet. I know. So, I won't ratify that. I won't ratify that because I don't know what that means <laughs> um, fully and honestly. But I think that it's an association with a particular kind of ethnic um, origin, but also obviously a mindset. Right. So we're just talking about whiteness, not white supremacy. Or exactly. Like call this white, white misanthropy. Mm, exactly. So, I do like I'm the misanthropy. Sh- I think that's a good. I think that's a good catch. I think that's exactly right. I do think that there is an a baseline disdain yeah, just, for human beings at how, the base how, of white supremacy. Absolutely. At the base of it, because yeah. we're not talking about. Because I was listening to some KKK members and some other videos this morning around white supremacy, and it made me think. I was like, well, it, you know, when people argue with you, and they're, they're going back and forth, and these are two white men talking about for and against white supremacy. And the goalposts kept moving back. So the guy kept asking mm. the um, KKK member, well, how do you feel about this? And he was like, no, I didn't say that. No, that's your problem. And it was like, there's, there was, it was, it didn't have a lot of teeth mm-hmm. after, you know, even mm-hmm. from the beginning it didn't. Mm-hmm. But I was like, okay, so what is it? You just don't like people? Can you just, is that it? Like, is it just a disdain for humankind? Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and therefore the people I think I look like and think I have I same ideals with, mm-hmm. these are the people who I, that we're all together, we're going to say, you know, 
Jews and blacks are just getting out of control here. What about white rights? What about this? And I was like, the, the, it, it, it just felt empty. It felt like, mm. well, what is in that? What's in this idea of supremacy or the idea of it? Because it doesn't, it makes no sense to me. So I want to remind you, um, Travis and, and, and tell Stephen um, about something Travis wrote uh, for Hypoallergic, actually, years ago. Um, I invited um, several people to talk about um, white supremacy in the mainstream art world, art scene. Okay. And Fareed Matuk had um, uh, uh, submitted a few hundred words. Uh, Oasa Duverney, uh, an artist I know, um, mm-hmm. Nitsan Shaked, uh, who's an academic out in Cal State Long Beach, who writes um, on the intersection of critical race theory and the art scene all, uh, a lot. She, I think she has a book coming out soon. Um, and maybe one or two others. I thought, oh, yeah, um, Haru, Haru um, Kuti um, mm. wrote something. Oh, cool, cool. But one of the things that Travis said, which stuck with me, and which, is, and which I'm bringing up now, is um, he said that the thing about whiteness, and I'm going to badly paraphrase, uh, you know, based on what I remember, what Travis argued was that whiteness essentially constitutes a deep disdain and fear and shame of the body, and that oh and, shit, and that <laughs> whiteness actually is constituted in denying that that people essentially have base matter bodies, right? They don't want to be... Whiteness is about not wanting to be embodied. And he ended with this really... um, He ended the piece with this really memorable image of if you want to get rid of whiteness, then what you should do is just have, as they did at a certain period in in the Roman civilization, you should just have open toilets. So everyone could see everybody going and doing what they do um, in their most private moments, uh, mm-hmm. and that would get rid of or or meet, at least mitigate the shame that we've learned to have around mm. around pissing and shitting, um, mm-hmm. around the body, around being this base matter that like that takes in sustenance and gets rid of waste and feels things and cries and sometimes curls up in a ball in a, ball in a corner and doesn't know how to handle the world. Um, whiteness is about denying, at, at least this is what I think Travis was arguing, that whiteness is at base about denying that thing that we are, all of us. Uh, yes. Do you know this Travis guy is really smart? <laughs> <laughs> that is really a beautiful... No, seriously, that's quite yeah. beautiful, Travis. Yeah, I really, yeah. really you. like this... Because it really kind of connects with the Toni Morrison thing. Yeah. And also another comment she made about yeah. it is denying the body. She says, how can you cut off your arm? It's like cutting off part of yourself. Mm-hmm. It's like saying those people don't belong here. Right. You know, mm-hmm. with right. me. Right. Or they're taking something from me. Right. And so, wow, wow, wow. Did he, So he did get it right, though, by the way, before I continue to compliment you. <laughs> <laughs> he did, actually. Yeah, thank you very much, Steph. You did, a, a, you, you did me uh, more justice than I deserved, I think, but I appreciate it. Well, you know, um, I, I, go ahead. I'm sorry. I interrupted you. Well, I was going to say, I, as an anecdote to illustrate what I think uh, 
white supremacy is or mm. what whiteness is mm. is an anecdote uh, about Thomas Jefferson, mm. who is, is arguably one of the whitest people in history. Right? <laughs> uh, I, I mean, just in, in, in all of its embodied contradictions right, and its right. aspirations and Very, consequences. Yes, uh, yes. And, and mm-hmm. he had, in Monticello, he had these, ele- these uh, dumbwaiters where he would put an empty tray uh, into this panel in the wall that would slide up and then close the tray and then a few minutes tr- uh, later open the panel and then the tray would be replenished with drinks. Mm-hmm. What was happening was he had a whole kitchen full of slaves that were pulling enslaved the, people, the, yeah. the, that, that's right that were they were on these pulleys uh, thank you enslaved people it, uh, I mm-hmm. appreciate the correction uh, mm-hmm. and uh, that would pull this tray down quickly refill it and then haul it back up to the top that is whiteness mm. like that it's that magic trick on other people's backs <laughs> on oh, other no, people's backs mm. like that's mm-hmm. what that is and yeah, yeah, and yeah, and that, no. that it's it's all, like look, I don't have to pour my own drink. Right. I just it, the the wall slides and and and, and it appears. Right. And you know, just, it's like you know, forty people downstairs, right. you know, that that are running around. Right. Uh, I mean, yeah, so yeah. that yeah, and yeah, and on other people's backs, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, but yeah. but I think mm-hmm. what where um, where this sort of rubber meets the road is when that kind of action, that kind of uh, his, that kind of socioeconomic circumstance becomes systematized, right? Yeah, so that yeah. and and mm-hmm. becomes systematized to such an extent that it be, it becomes naturalized. So that now, yeah. when when we talk about the dis- the disparity between the wealth um, that black people own and white families own, right? Which mm-hmm. is, um, you, I mean, both of you know this. It's 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 astronomical. Um, in fact, I just looked mm-hmm. it up, and the Institute for Policy, and I'm reading um, from an article in Forbes magazine written by um, Brian Thompson uh, last year. He uh, he he indicates the Institute for Policy Studies recent report, The Road to Zero Wealth, how the racial divide is hollowing out America's middle class, showed that between 1983 and 2013, the wealth of the median black household declined 75% from $6,800 to $1,700. $1,700, right? In 2013, median, median. Mm-hmm. And the median mm-hmm. Latino as, uh, household's wealth declined fifty percent from four four thousand dollars to two thousand. So, they have about three hundred dollars more median than black families do. At the same time, wealth for the we- median white household increased by fourteen percent from dun 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 one hundred and two thousand dollars to one hundred and sixteen <laughs> eight hundred dollars. Like I, I just. I, and then when it, and then when we have these conversations publicly, and you hear mm-hmm. people say things like, "Well, it's because you know blacks are lazy," you know, it's because of the culture, it's because they just haven't you know figured out how to know, you know, blah blah. They I just, just don't work hard enough, right? Do, so wait, so do so do people actually do mainstream people still 
say things like that with let me let me mm-hmm. let me caveat that and say I do understand <laughs> that Obama got criticism for going to black colleges and you know basically saying pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Yes, they did. Yeah. Yeah. Which, mm-hmm. I, which I don't. I would push back on that because I would see him going and giving that same speech anywhere. And nope. th- and, and it's and it's in fact true. There is in I don't I'm not telling you this is true of human beings. Like there is only one way to get ahead, and that is to like work your ass off and push ahead. No matter what the structural advantages or disadvantages are. Like what other solution is there? Like I, I don't I just don't understand why he got that much flack for saying something that is patently obvious. Because it's racialized. Because he isn't giving those same speeches to white students. He you don't not. know that, Stephen. Come on. I don't know how, that for sure. How, no, how many speeches has you he are given? Complete, listen, his, listen. Uh, you're completely, you're completely correct. You're completely correct. I don't know all of his speeches. This man gave over like four, four, you know, a thousand speeches or whatever. What I'm saying is, when you're walking out and talking to black people, and you're using signifiers to let them know that you are talking to black people, saying you can't sit on the couch in your house cold and expect things to change. You need to go out and do stuff. These are the things that do make them different. Absolutely. Do you not use signifiers when you're talking to an audience of predominantly black people? Um, because I, I see, but see listen, to listen, me, listen, listen, I, I'll say this. I think, go ahead, because I think you might be going where I'm going. So this is mm-hmm. what, this is what socially sensitive humans do. So my, my cadence and vernacular changes based on who I'm speaking to, not because I'm trying to up them, but just because I'm trying to relate. And so, like, if you like, for example, you might start using uh, certain, you might have certain um, repeated phrases. Unconsciously, I mirror those. Mm. And that, that, not because, again, because I'm trying to relate to you. I'm trying to hear you and I want you to hear me. Do you talk so. to the hand, Travis, though? Do you talk to the hand? <laughs> so, there's a difference here. I know what you're getting at. I, com- I don't completely disagree with that because I do believe that there's this idea of people relating. But there's also, because of anti-blackness, because of white misanthropy, because black people need to be talked to in a certain way and white people don't need to be talked to in another way. Mm. These are different kinds of conversations. These are different kinds of speeches. Absolute, well, I talk exactly the same to everybody, right? But I don't go into my black audience, part of my black audience, and go, let me tell you, then white people, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, because and, that's, that's fake. I know. I well, mean, well I, no, no, but see, it's also fake when Obama has done it. You don't so go know take, that. Come I do on. know this. I've checked up some of these speeches. I've done some research, but not a lot. Now, I'll give you that. Mm. And I, I, I can be, my bias could be disproved or my, I can be disproved, but... You know, you, you know what I think. You know what I think you're getting at, Stephen. I think what you're getting at um, is that what Obama did implicitly in saying, giving the bootstrap talk. Let's just mm. sort of mm-hmm. say it that way. Giving the bootstrap talk. <laughs> what Obama was doing implicitly was he was accepting the premise that that everyone else who defends whiteness. Um, accepts. Basically, the premise is you haven't tried hard enough. And I think I think the objection that Stephen is making is that even if you end up there at some point in your speech, even if you do that, mm-hmm. please to God, do not start there. Do not start off from the premise that all the things that you are are in some mm-hmm. ways stamped by lack 
that you that you start from a place of weakness. Like you cannot you cannot go to a black audience and 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 say that and expect them not to respond with anger because what they're told from from sun up to sundown almost every day by almost everyone. Um, and and unfortunately, this is why I think a, a lot of people who are marginalized and uh, um, in precarious socioeconomic status are are much more susceptible to these you know these ridiculous ideas of um, mm-hmm. of you know coming from royalty or and uh, and being able <laughs> mm-hmm. to um, you mm-hmm. know, magic themselves into you know um, yeah a better a better uh, socioeconomic mm-hmm. circumstance they're more susceptible mm-hmm. to that but you cannot mm-hmm. you cannot start talking to black people from that place because if you do you tell them essentially. All this other stuff that you hear on Fox News is right. That you right. are, you are, you are shit. And if you're not going to be shit, you have to, you have to pull I, yourself up. I just, you can't I just, do that. I, I just feel like that, that. So first of all, I, you know what I, I would propose for next week's podcast? Mm. Let's listen to the speech, not like on the podcast, but like from beginning to end, the mm. one that that was so controversial. And not that that needs to be the entire topic of conversation, because that would probably which get one dull. are you speaking about? Well, I assume we're, we're talking about the Howard University. Is that the one where he like was? This is um, this is uh, not Howard. It's uh, Morehouse. Morehouse. Okay. 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 Now, so, you, 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 I, let's listen to the one from Morehouse then. So, I, and and good idea. And I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna pause there because I I, I don't want to make an argument that I'm gonna go back and then watch the speech and go like oh yeah that was really that was a shitty way to go about doing that. But I'd appreciate it if we did do that. If I'm wrong about something and I learned something, if I have any character, then I can say I was wrong. No, I. So I'm. I am skeptical. I, I don't know problem with that. I am skeptical of the position that you guys are taking in mm-hmm. vis-a-vis Obama in mm-hmm. that situation because okay. I think I, I think you, he gets some latitude. I think I shouldn't go to Morehouse mm. and tell an audience <laughs> of, of black students Neither that they should need to he. work harder. No, no, no. <laughs> Neither should he. Okay, yeah. just think about if it was another kind of black person that went, like a Toni Morrison or someone else. You got a whole different kind of set of um, tools to kind of pull from. Mm. He's pulling from the same ass, boring, mm. bootstrappy kind of bullshit that so a lot can, of people come from. So mm. can and, you? And just because he's black doesn't mean he gets to go in there, put his hand on his shoulder. Y'all know y'all y'all know y'all be sitting around and doing nothing. <laughs> so, no. So wait. No. So if he no. had started out by saying, if he had started out by saying, the system is rigged. You got to run extra fast Who know to that? beat it. Who doesn't know that? Who doesn't I, know that, okay, Travis? Okay, so maybe he didn't feel like he needed <laughs> He's to He's talking to it. Morehouse. He should just go in and talk about the possibilities as opposed to the detriments mm. or about the these things. That's all I'm saying is that mm. please get another script. We so, know he... So here's mm. let, let me let me let me bring it back to something a, a little bit more. So I to keep it mm-hmm. sort of controversial and so something to take us into the next con- uh, conversation. Mm. I would like I would like either one of you to finger specifically what what structural inequalities still keep African-American men and women of means in place. Now, please hear how I asked that question. Yeah, yeah. There are clearly deep historical uh, um, ways that 
that the mass of yes. African-American men and women do not have access to a good health care, education, mm-hmm. any of that stuff, mm-hmm. right? I mean, and and that has a long-storied, methodical, intentional history right. that we should work to, to, to destroy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But those through... Through luck or through, uh, you know, perseverance, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Those families of African-Americans in the United States, and there are a substantial number, the city of Atlanta, for example, that, that, that have managed to, like, through a miracle, firmly establish themselves in the middle class. Mm -hmm. What, what structures are in place that keep those people from from opportunity. Now, right. I already have a response to myself on that. I, I can think of one in particular, mm-hmm. but but I would there there is a very glaring um, uh, answer to that uh, to that question. But I'm curious what you guys uh, come up with. Mm-hmm. I, it has to do and it, to not sandbag. It has to do around violence. I mean, clearly, black male bodies are more susceptible to institutional violence in the United States mm-hmm. than regardless than, of the class. Y- yes. yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I, so mm-hmm. I, I I grant that. Mm-hmm. I think that's just a fact, right? So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I mean, I'd like, you know, numbers and data and stuff like that. But I mean, I, anecdotally, I, I've enough experiences and read enough that and heard, uh, you know, friends that have talked about their experiences that I believe that that's, that's probably true. Yeah, so. I, I want to, I'm actually really glad that you asked that because I, that's a re- that's research I actually want to do because I asked myself that question too. Mm-hmm. I, 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 mm-hmm. I, I genuinely, um, in my quiet moment, say to myself, okay, so what's the deal? Like, what is happening systematically to black folks mm. now that is keeping them from, keeping the median wealth of the black family at below $2,000 per household? Mm. Um, yeah, so I'm glad. I'm glad we, I'm glad you asked that. I'm looking forward to having that conversation next week. Mm-hmm. Um, Stephen, do you want to finish, uh, take us out? So we got a couple, like two minutes left. Oh, I was still kind of working through your question in the sense that, so can you give me that question again so I'm just clear? Mm. Basically, yeah. what structural inequities gotcha. still persist in the 21st century mm-hmm. that keep African-American men and women of means mm. from getting ahead? Mm. And, okay. and, and, and I think it's very important to qualify it in that way because I— and and I'm happy. I think we should do a podcast on it because I think probably some of our listeners are are probably not as aware mm. of the deep methodical history of uh, repression that has happened mm. all around the United States. Mm. I mean, Ta-Nehisi Coates, you know, I mean, really got a lot of. Uh, uh, I think well deserved. I have my issues with some of his stuff, but well deserved attention for his piece on mm-hmm. uh, Chicago housing and mm-hmm. and how yeah. and how yeah. blacks were kept out of the primary generator of wealth for right. middle class right. America right. for Absolutely. decades yeah. and decades. Yeah. And so, of course, mm-hmm. you look around and that's what you see. I mean, this is this is where we are. Like you know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, thank you very much, uh, white supremacy. So, <laughs> uh, so white anyway, misanthropy. So, <laughs> yeah. misanth- white misanthropy. Uh, you know, I, I actually I actually appreciate that. I think that's a I think that is a wonderful qualification yeah. and 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 re and redefinition of it. I agree with that. White misanthropy. Definitely. Thank you, Ty Shaw. Yes. <laughs> All right. Thanks okay, so yeah, yeah. Thanks very much for the conversation and we'll we'll pick it up next week. Indeed. Take care, guys. Mm-hmm.